Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. These guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, October 25th couple hours or not a couple hours an hour or so after the Celtics took down the Knicks on opening night uh and you know let's just dive right into that because I'm excited about basketball and I want to talk about it Celtics beat the Knicks excuse me by a score of 108 104 uh they blew them out in the first half slash first quarter Knicks slowly trailed back into the game with a barrage of threes and offensive rebounds. Um, but in the end, a pair of 30-point games by Tatum and Kristaps Porzingis helped the Celtics win the game and, and defeat the Knicks, who got big-time showings from Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, and a couple guys who made a bunch of threes. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, we'll just start with that first reactions to the game, Sam. I know you were frustrated at points in the in our text chain. <laughs> I was none too pleased. I was watching this game, and I said, oh, wow, look. The Celtics are still the Celtics. They hate being up double digits. They can't rebound for shit. Um, One thing is they were kind of unlucky with all the threes that went down for the Knicks. The Knicks were making everything. I was really annoyed with the sloppiness, and we're going to talk about all of it really more in depth, I suppose. But just the, like, up 12, up 12, up up 9, up now it's down to 5. Like, you could tell that they were begging to lose this game. I said it on Twitter. Mm. I think I said that. And it was so unbelievably frustrating to watch them try their absolute hardest to lose the opener to the Knicks. And luckily they just didn't do it. And they finished it off actually decently. Like they did a pretty decent job in crunch time. That's when they won this game, which is good. That's a, that's improvement, but my God, I mean, Get a rebound. What are we watching? You tweeted it. The 2023 playoffs. Are we watching that again? See, my thing with the rebounding is it, it it's it's a two-handed or two-sided coin, right? Mm-hmm. On the one hand, the Knicks are just a great offensive rebounding team. That's literally how they beat the Cavaliers in the playoffs. Yeah, last I mean, year. Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein in particular are They're aggressive. Crazy. They're great. They're awesome. And, and it's like, we'll get into it later. I have an annoyance tier list of the Knicks players because I think it'd be fun. I like that. Um, but the annoyance is complimentary because, I mean, if Hartenstein was doing that for the Celtics, you'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, like, he's awesome. Right? Hartenstein, but, by the way, who gets a sleeve and then is all of a sudden a tough guy. Yeah, until he gets I mean, he hit by Porzingis, then he's not. Then he falls. No, but on the other hand, the Celtics just weren't getting enough. And and I see people quick to jump Horford and Cornette and Porzingis. But the way the Celtics play defense in a drop defense is those guys are contesting at the rim. And if they're contesting the shot at the rim, they can't get the rebound because then they're automatically going to get boxed out by whichever Knicks player is in the paint. So it's really got to be more on Tatum and Brown and the guards to get those. Tatum had 11 rebounds himself. Derek White had six. Horford had seven off the bench. Porzingis had eight. Chandler Brown had six. So, like, they were they were moving it around a decent amount. 
and the other aspect of it is on missed threes, it's so hard to predict where the rebound's going to go, right? And, and so some of, of those are just Hartenstein getting his hand in there enough to force, the, like, give the Knicks an extra possession. So it's tough. And I do think uh, this isn't to say it's not a problem. I mean, the, the Knicks had 17 offensive rebounds. That's you can't you can't have that. <laughs> but uh, I do think there's more that goes into it than try harder in this case, at least. Try harder. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Uh, I know. <laughs> no, I, I think you have a point. It's the matchup. It's the size. Unlucky bounces. There was a lot of uh, like pinball moments where it just didn't go their way tonight. Like. There are moments where I thought the Celtics really looked like they were putting in the effort, getting on the floor, and the ball would just squeak out and end up in Josh Hart's hands or uh, Grimes or any of the guys, really. I'll tell you what is uh, Julius Randle sucks. He was terrible. (laughs) This is uh, Sam Parade. He made a couple annoying threes, though. We'll give him that. They made every annoying three tonight. (laughs) and I mean, of course, in the second half, it was much worse because they almost did not miss. Like, they were unconscious. But Julius Randle, 5 of 22. Zero turnovers. Can you believe that? I can't. I, I would have told you he turned it over three or four times. It didn't feel like he had the ball in his hands for long enough to get it. Probably turnover. good for them. Yeah. <laughs> but it was I mean, so next, funny. Like this game, this game started right after we were on the pregame. And we were, I was talking about how bad this guy is. Like we were doing what's his career high in turnovers, which I nailed. And yeah. he comes out, fumbles around, looks terrible, misses a couple shots, misses two free throws, uh, goes up to dunk the ball and just throws it off the backboard. Team worst minus 13. That's yeah, he's correct. he's just not a winning player. And I feel bad for Knicks fans that he is like a focal point of their team. Yeah, you I mean, said he, you he were on the Knicks shots. podcast and they were like, we don't like him. Yeah, they were like, uh, Sam might not be as uh, opposed to Knicks fans as he might think because they have similar thoughts about uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> well, I know that fat fuck, not the guy in the podcast, but, you know, all respect to him. The guy, the bing bong guy. He's Oh, a- yeah, bing bong guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's miserable tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the offensive rebounding thing, also, before we go away from the offensive rebounding, the reason that Porzingis Grant just tech- traveled. Shocker. We, we've got Mav Spurs yeah. on our side screens. If he pump faked, yeah. traveled, and then yeah. shot the three, and it went in. But he tried. They called the trouble. The, uh, the Hartenstein Porzingis thing. <sighs> Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein were so physical all night. Mm-hmm. They probably fouled the Celtics a lot more than they got called for. And this isn't a complaint at like, oh, the Celtics didn't get the whistle. Good. Like, that's how basketball should be. You should fight for the offensive rebound. And you should scrap down there, and it's fine. But what was Porzingis supposed to do when Hartenstein gave him a hug in the paint? Hug like, him back. And the whistle wasn't called right away. Like, they eventually got the foul, but by the time they called the foul, like, Porzingis was, like, trying to get away from the guy smacking at him. What do you, like, what do you expect him to do? Uh, it's true. Yeah. Sam's laughing as Grant William missed another three. So why you laughing? Oh, I actually was not laughing at that. I saw something <laughs> on my Twitter timeline. I thought it was pretty funny. It's just mm. funny watching Grant play for another team. I mean, he did yeah. make one while we were on this uh, call, mm-hmm. but. He, he doesn't look that comfortable playing right, with that. We're getting distracted while we're talking Celtics. But, um, yeah, this yeah, no, the, uh, team. 65 first half points. Not bad. We'll get into the NBA later. Yeah. Kristaps right. Porzingis tech was bad. Uh, I thought it was stupid. The flopping tech. I, my thing on the flopping techs, and I wrote this in the sheet. 
in on the concept of flopping text, out on the execution of flopping text. I like so, the idea okay. that sorry, okay. I like the idea that players should be punished for the flops in the cases. The Porzingis one, so there were two in this game, was Porzingis and Brunson. I like that they called the Brunson one with an advantage for the Celtics, so they let the Celtics play first and then call it back. <clears throat> but my two things, the Porzingis one, he got called for the same foul. Like, Dante DiVincenzo, face guard, blocked him out, and then he got called yep. for a flop. He got called for a face guard box out, like, two possessions earlier. So at least be consistent in that sense, and don't call mm. Porzingis for, like, falling down when you just called him for the same it foul that was against shoved. him. He did, and he, he, he did that did, to Porzingis like yeah. two possessions prior, and they called it. And then the Brunson thing, I like the concept. I know you're big on don't fall down. He did land on dude's foot, like he did land was, on Tatum's I foot. I was rock hard when they. I said know you were flopping like, for on the jump shot going down. I was like, you gotta that's, be. That's why we play. You gotta be sure though, because he did land on his foot. I'm not saying it should have been a tech or something, but like, there's got to be a balance there because Br- Brunson shouldn't get punished for landing on a guy's foot but Tatum shouldn't get punished for having his foot two feet inside the three-point line. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I I like the idea of the the flop tech, but it needs to be policed better, I think. Well, yeah, it's day two. It's true. It's day two. <laughs> this is I'm true. sure they'll get better at it. I didn't really hate the execution of it too much. I, like you said, was impressed that they played the advantage with the Celtics one that benefited mm-hmm. them. And I thought the Porzingis one was a bit unfair because it looked like he did actually get shoved. Like it looked like yeah. the arms went out. But at the same time, like Porzingis is a foot taller than DiVincenzo. Like you shouldn't get bodied like that. Like that's just not. He natural. is 100 pounds, though. He is like probably less yeah. weight than DiVincenzo. So it's it, probably fair. But still, like you just shouldn't get bodied like that. It's not natural. I mean, it, it didn't. Of all the ref things, if you want to complain about the officials, and I don't think the officials were bad one way no, or the other. Okay. In, I don't, I'm not on here being like the Celtics should have won by 15 if the refs weren't bad. No. What I'm saying is the refs had a terrible job when it came to just letting the game flow. It was a lot of yeah. like Both interruptions, sides. Both monitor. Is this a flagrant? Is it not? Like the, the poor, not poor thing is the Hartenstein hard foul on Jalen Brown was exactly that. And that's what they found. It wasn't malicious. He just like wrapped him up and then they kind of like fell down. And it was yeah. a big issue. It stopped play for two and a half, three minutes. It's like, that doesn't need to happen. You don't Agreed. need to do that. But the flopping stuff didn't bother me too, too much. I just kind of forgot it existed. So when they teched up Porzingis, I was, I was so confused. confused. Yeah. I was like, what did he do? Did he say something? I didn't know he had this kind of flair about him. I, you know, I thought he was a little bit, oh my God. Uh, it was a little bit more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just thought he was more calm. Speaking of uh, Porzingis, though. Oh, oh baby, <laughs> he was he was fucking nasty. <laughs> Listen, the MVP take might not be like the craziest thing I've ever said. Kristaps Porzingis, awesome. thirty points, eight rebounds, four blocks, eight of fifteen from the field, five of nine from three, nine of ten from the free throw line. <laughs> I mean, Menace. He was so fucking good. Not only, and the best part is like usually when we talk about this. It's like, oh, he was really good on offense. He was no, he was dominant good on defense too. Like I tweeted this out, and I want to ask Joe about it tomorrow if no one has some tonight. I wonder how much Charles Lee has had an impact on this team in the sense that Porzingis can just be in the paint and do this, hands up, and no one can do anything. The Knicks were lost. True. The Knicks. What did the Knicks shoot on twos in this game? I, I need to see. I I'm to going to look right now at the shot charts. So the paint. If you look at the Knicks, yeah, a lot of X's in the paint. A lot of them. Yeah. 
They did not shoot well, fare well inside. Porzingis was a tree. Shout out to Ray, who we play basketball with. Ray used to coach the youths. And one thing he would teach them is to be a tree inside. Just stand there, your hands up, be as big as you can. 32% on twos. 32% on twos. Nuts. It's crazy. Unbelievable. The Celtics defense was awesome, and Porzingis was a huge part of it. Four blocks in his debut, that's unheard of. The team itself had a monster night sending shots back, too. Derek White had one or two as well. Drew Holiday blocked jump 11 shot. blocks. A lot of blocks. Three I for it. Drew Holiday, four for Porzingis, one for D. White, one for Tatum, one for Hauser, one for Cornett. And- imagine you get blocked by Hauser. That's when you pick up the Chinese for <laughs> That's dumbness. tough. That's tough. And and the best part is about this defense is Cornette can play it too. Like if the defense is just hands up and the paint be a tree, Cornette can be a tree for, for all of his faults, for all the people that don't like him. He's a damn good tree, but Porzingis was awesome. Literally every time a Knicks player tried to drive into the paint, they got lost. Like it's like, like they get in there, they look up and they, their eyes glaze over and they're like, yeah, what do we do now? Like, what are we supposed to do? A lot of shots bouncing off the rim, hard off the backboard, uncomfortable looks. Mm. His presence is the definition of intimidator hall of fame on 2k. When guys miss shots just because somebody is there, the badge, if you don't play the game, players in the game have these things called badges, which normal attributes ratings will not necessarily call for. So it's like a little ability they get. Porzingis has Intimidator, Hall of Fame for sure. They looked it's lost. Great. They had no answer for him. They didn't want to go at him. Jalen Brunson wasn't that great inside tonight. Obviously, Randall sucked. Uh, nobody was really successful no. in there. R.J. Barrett had a couple nice makes, but besides that, everybody seemed he to struggle good, to, but he was to finish. Home. Yeah, I mean, defense was great. And then offensively, I tweeted this, he's going to lead the league in above-the-break threes because – all the offense is going to be is Tatum, Brown, Drew, or Derek White run the pick and roll, have him fade out. The Knicks are either going to have to live with a one-on-one drive with one of those four guys, which the Celtics will take, or give up a three-pointer. And and Keith pointed this out. He's not stepping like, oh, let me get to the three-point line. He's let me get five feet behind the three-point line. So even if the Knicks do decide to help on that and switch out, you still can't get there in time because I'm 7-3 and I'm going to make it. Like, he he was making fucking everything. Every every single Porzingis presser up to You're this so point. I, I'm juiced because I've been, Sam, you I've been are talking Porzingis. about this all summer. I've been talking about this all summer. I go, he's going to change the way they play offense. He's going to change the way they play offense. Literally. Every single time anybody asks Porzingis, he just goes, guys, I'm just so fucking open. And guess what? He was so fucking <laughs> open. He was so fucking open. He was open on every play, and he made five of his nine threes, 30 points. They boot him, and he goes, hey, guess what, MSG? Electric. <laughs> oh, I wrote God, about this awesome. in the halftime hot takes was Porzingis is an absolute dog. Now, this was a halftime, so he, I think he only had 15, <laughs> 16 points by then. But he comes out, hostile environment, big game. And he dominates early. He was electric in the first quarter. Couldn't be stopped. Alley-oop, threes. Had the heat check three off the glass. He was hitting all of it. He had a bunch of blocks. His ability to show up in a road game with a big feel to it is huge. This early in the season is the best sign you could possibly get from a new guy that he may show up for you when it matters most. Now, I know in Dallas, he wasn't the best in the playoffs and it led to an ugly exit, but here it's going to be different. It's not going to be him standing around. He's very much involved in these actions. 
He's getting open on the pick and pops. He's going to be the best safety valve anyone has ever seen. He could have probably had 35, 40 points tonight if they hit him a few extra times when he was open because they didn't hit him every time. Remember when I told you that one of the Celtics could win defensive player of the year? Yeah, we were wrong. We we didn't know which one. <laughs> it might be KP. It might, it might be KP. Um, Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Or at least all defense. He was awesome. I all all of my being wants to title this podcast. Christoph Porzingis says "fuck you" to MSG, but I don't want to swear in the title, so maybe we won't do that. But Christoph um, Porzingis uh, releases balls at ML- MSG. Christoph Porzingis is... silences Nick's crowd. Christoph Porzingis uh, exterminates the rats. And this was the, the most points scored by a Celtic in their debut ever. Which is yes. crazy considering how many Celtics have made a debut. Scal was very pleased but... that he knew that stat. Uh, I said to my dad, who I was watching the game with, that is a fantastic stat, by the way. This is not me shitting on the stat because mm-hmm. he had an impressive debut. We just raved about him. He was efficient, 53%, 55% from three, made nine out of 10 from the line, like Jack already told you. But like, also, the Celtics are not historically a team that was getting talent through free agency. They were more of draft the stars. Are we sure that's debut? I think it's debut ever though. I think it's rookies included. <clears throat> I think it's everything. Well, what I'm saying is like, as a rookie, you're usually not trotting out there to drop 30. I guess. Like yeah, Larry sure. Bird, okay. You know, uh, but like, yeah, awesome. Awesome game. He had a clutch mm-hmm. three too. He had the other one that he shot go halfway down and out. He almost made back to back to break yeah. the Knicks in half. It was awesome. And he made a couple of clutch free throws. I was so happy with what we saw from Porzingis. It was all effortless. It didn't feel like he was doing too much. He's a good movement guy off the ball. He does just about everything right. And his attitude is great because he's a rescue puppy. So you, you really <laughs> cannot ask much more for the, from this guy. The defensive impact he had was just exceptional. The four blocks will not tell you enough. Like we already talked about, yeah. the Knicks were petrified to be in the paint. Guys like Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein, even Randall, we're getting the ball underneath the basket on offensive mm-hmm. rebounds, the zillion offensive rebounds that they got. And because Porzingis was there completely vertical, they could not do anything with it early in the game. Julius Rindle threw the ball off the rim three or four times in the same possession. And it ended with the Celtics getting a rebound and it going over the amount of chances they got at point blank and Porzingis was there to interrupt. It was unbelievable. Now yeah. they just need to close these possessions out. and It'll be worlds, worlds better. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, let's go over the rest of the individual performances, then we can talk sure. about some, t- t- some team-wide things. <clears throat> Jason Tatum, fucking dog. 34 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. 13 of 22 from the field, 3 of 8 from deep. Did slow down as the game went mm-hmm. on in the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't think he was amazing. Um, 1 of 3 from the field, 0 of 1, but he got 6 points, 4 trips to the line. 3 rebounds, 2 assists in that fourth quarter, too. So he, he, did, he, he did his thing to some degree, but he got off to a very, very hot start. 10 points in the first quarter and in the second quarter had nine um, red hot. It looked like he was the best player on the planet in that oh, first half. Uh, and then he slowed down a little bit, but uh, I mean, it, it's hard to critique this performance too much. And the best part is he was like, it, it wasn't like he was just taking the step back threes. He did end up taking eight of them and some of them did go in, but eight of his 22 shots being threes, isn't a terrible ratio when we said probably seven is the ideal number and mm. the rest of his looks like, it wasn't like he was getting threes and layups. Like he was working the post. He was working inside, which is really nice to see. Yeah. I mean, I liked a lot of the decisions Jason Tatum made for the most part. There was a couple where he got inside, took his man and was very aggressive, got himself at the free throw line. He wasn't just settling for threes, but I thought there were times where he did settle for threes, that it was a terrible, terrible time for him to do that. Have yeah. I been lost? No, 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 you're here. No. Sorry. I was I was reading a text and I thought you were gonna keep going. You you oh. pause a lot when you talk, so sometimes I assume I know I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> but I, I thought I lagged. No, you're no, good. So yeah, no, there were some ill advised threes. He did have for four turnovers, which led the team. I, I figured somebody would have more the, than that. But Fox he was uh not bad. So I think you're still here. One second. Sam's Wi Fi is still here. I'm not I'm not editing these out anymore. I've I've quit my uh edit Sam's lag out addiction. I'm just gonna talk and filibuster. As you guys who watch the channel must know by now, but um, here we Tatum are. was fine. <clears throat> he was solid. Welcome back. Uh, and uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Sam punched the desk. I'm just gonna give an audio update for the listeners. Sam punched the desk so hard his camera went out. So as we wait for Sam to review, let us know what you thought of the season opener. Are we back? Is Sam back? Hello? Where where is back as we're gonna fucking be? Welcome back. I Hello, fucking sir. hate this thing. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, but the guy who I thought had more than his two turnovers, Jalen Brown, 11 points, 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 4 from deep, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, positive, second best plus minus on the team with 8, but not a, not a very good game for Jalen Brown. He looked kind of lost out there. He didn't look very comfortable in this new Celtics offense. It, it seemed like he was trying too hard to find his looks. He only took 11 shots, so when you look back at the box score, it's kind of like, okay, at least he stopped when he was, you know, knew he didn't have it, but... Yeah, I mean, there was there were some stretches in the in there where you were just like, yeah, this is this is a real bad game. I forget when was it. I have it marked it was early in the fourth was... quarter. It was when yeah. he turned it over twice and then committed the foul in the three. Luckily, Grimes missed the free throw after, but it was late. He... It was four forty five in the fourth. Yeah. So that was like crunch time, and he it was bad. I don't think he was like terrible, terrible overall because the stats don't really say that. But you're absolutely right. Like he was uncomfortable. And when he was bad, he was bad, like, all at once. So you yeah. really – he was like, <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone remembers that I was bad. So I'm going to yeah. really overdo it. Uh, I I respect that he did not take that many shots. I guess, no, he took the third most shots on the team. So he was still getting his looks. But from three, he didn't continue to force the issue. He had some nice drives. He was okay at finishing uh, in, in traffic tonight. He did have a questionable take on a fast break when there was literally no one with him and he went two on one or one on two. Didn't love that. Yeah, I don't know. It was a whatever game. I hope he improves. 
uh, on Friday, though. You're going to need more to Jalen this season. Yeah, I don't think this is a is rough. Yeah, no, this isn't a panic game, but it's a need to see him get more comfortable within the flow of the offense. The other thing is, I don't, I don't dislike the fact that Drew Holiday was guarding Julius Randle, but I dislike the fact that Jalen Brown was guarding Emmanuel quickly for a lot of the time. I, like he's just not quick enough, and he's fast, but Emmanuel quickly is fast so like mm. I, I would rather just have jalen brown be able to use his strength over his speed on a guy like randall and his height and then have drew holiday worry about emmanuel quickly i feel like that would just make a little bit more sense overall but that's just like a minute thing that probably it, as far as that particular situation goes i actually liked holiday on randall because okay <laughs> it was the celtics and here's why it was the celtics taking advantage of the randall is out of control thing mm. and they really really made him pay for the nonsense, the fumbling around. I mean, Holiday had a pair of steals. I don't know if they were both on Randall, but he definitely definitely made Randall uncomfortable. He he, he was really he rushing himself. They might have counted as blocks, yeah. Okay, blocks too. But like, I know what you mean, though. They made by putting Holiday on Randall. They made Randall really, really try and take advantage of a mismatch that wasn't really a mismatch. He was forcing the issue, fumbling around, looking like a bull in a china shop out there, and failing. And mm-hmm. he was just like mouse in the house. Got to take him. Must take him. Yeah. Must go inside. Must back him down. And it wasn't working. <laughs> so it was a mental thing. It was. It's almost like when Smart was on the team and people would like post him up and they'd be like mismatch. Mm-hmm. Except there was just no action to get this switch to happen. They were just letting him pick up. So I thought it kind of yeah. ruled. But to your point, it doesn't mean that the uh, Jalen Brown guarding anybody else thing rules. He just wasn't good enough. Quickly caught fire. I don't yeah. know if anybody was stopping quickly. And I really quickly was nasty. Had a massive game. He loves playing the Celtics, apparently. Yeah, he was skipping fun. around and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I wish somebody would trip him. <laughs> uh, speaking of your holiday, though, nine points, four rebounds, two assists, three blocks, uh, four or ten from the field, one or five from deep. Felt like he, early on at least, was pressing a little bit too to find his shot, sure. find his rhythm. But um, he settled back in. He was great on defense. Shocker. I mean, it's true holiday. Yeah. Uh, and he was fine in his other spots. Derek White. 12.6 rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, four or six from the field, one of three from deep. I thought Derek White looked good. Honestly, I thought they could have gotten him more looks. I mean, he was he, he might was have been their third best well. player tonight, depending on how yeah. much you really want to weigh in um, Drew Holiday's defensive additions, because I think that was almost yeah. just as important. Like we just I mean, talked about, excellent, picked up Randall, made him just overpress. But Derek White, four of six, he picked his spots perfectly, and he yeah. had some big makes in this game. He was getting yeah. the basket at timely moments when the Celtics looked too. like they were reeling, and he calmed everything down a little bit. Yeah, he he was shaky on defense to start the game. He was jumping a little bit too much. He fouled on that three point shot in the yeah, first quarter, sure but did. then he he settled right down. He got back in on defense. He he did a couple of his really cool contests from behind. Got a block out of it. Got a couple steals, uh, and then he turned himself back into Derek White. So <clears throat> that was fun to watch as well. He's the third best plus minus on the team. Uh, Al Horford twelve. Excuse me, eight points, seven rebounds, two assists off the bench, three or four from the field, two or three from deep. One of those threes was a, just a giant. Let me take my fucking shot. Fuck you, three in the corner, which was fun to yes. see. He but, had some brass balls makes in this game. He like Derek, him and Derek White were the saviors in this game, despite the massive outbursts from Tatum and Porzingis. Yeah, they were the some of the most clutch guys in this game. Not in that fourth quarter qu- clutch moment, but when the game was looking like it might get out of hand. Run, runs were on the way and the Celtics really needed a response. Those were the guys that helped develop the response. Horford really punched back in mid game in the third quarter at the end of the second quarter when things didn't look that great. 
those two guys stepped up really big time and pumped the brakes on the Knicks momentum, which was really great. And that was another yeah. thing that's a takeaway from this game for me is I thought the Celtics looked like shit at times in this game. I was very upset. <laughs> I did not like the way things were going. Sure. Yeah. We'll talk about some negatives in a minute, but they did respond like a big boy team. Even in the yeah. fourth quarter, when they went down six points, they got it together. Probably not something you see from last year's team. Now it doesn't mean it was perfect. Doesn't mean this team's the best team in the world just yet. But they went down six. They got very lucky that Grimes missed the free throw to go up seven, I felt. Um, And they battled back. They got stops. They closed possession, something where they really weren't doing consistently all game. And they managed to scrape up the win like a really good team would do. In a hostile (laughs) environment, crowd was juiced. Great job by the Celtics in the clutch. I love to tear them a new one anytime they screw up, and they didn't. So you got to give them credit. Those last three minutes of the game. Ready? I'm going to read it out here. Last three minutes, Brunson makes a three with 339 left. Nick's up by four, or up by six. Holiday gets a layup with 313 left. The last three minutes. Which was a great cut. Yeah, great pass by Tatum, too. I didn't even see it. Um, Last three minutes, Randall miss. Grimes miss. Barrett miss. Brunson miss. Brunson miss. Barrett miss. Uh, Randall makes one out of two free throws. Quickly miss. Hartenstein gets a putback. Uh, and then miss miss like they they allowed yeah. one field goal and one free throw make in the last three minutes of the game. Rebounds does it say? I don't know. I just want to know if I'm, they really. Well, the Hartenstein one was an offensive rebound, so at least one. Yeah, I'm counting on my own. Uh, where can I see this? I, I just think... want to see if they really bogged down, got in it, and said we are not messing around anymore. If there was a mentality shift or just a yeah. luck shift, I think Brunson was the only offensive. Re- there were two in the second okay. one was the, uh, the last one was like the last possession of the game when quickly like scrambled and the ball was like, I out see. By the, uh, so only one, like Good for them. Rebound. and it was the Hartenstein. Uh, and then the Celtics, I mean, the last three minutes, their shot profile was, um, holiday got that block. Brown got a rebound. Porzingis hit two of two free throws. Um, the tech on Porzingis with two minutes left was whatever. Then Porzingis made his two free throws. Tatum made a three point shot. Porzingis missed one. And then Tatum turned the ball over after a big rebound by Drew Holiday. Um, and then two free throws for Porzingis and then two free throws. Like they didn't even make a lot of shots. They just played good defense, picked their spots, drew fouls and got to the line. Like they, they hate like, that's the important like a big boy team. Yeah. Which was, they controlled what they were able to control. They didn't let the Knicks take over the game. Like they had throughout the whole quarter throughout stretches in the second and third quarters when things went bad, it was because the Knicks put their own identity, their own stamp on the game. The fourth quarter was just, or the, the crunch time rather was mm-hmm. more of a situation. The Celtics said, okay, we have the Avengers. We're going to play like it. We're going to, we're going to press, we're going to box out. We're going to make sure we hit the glass after we get these stops. And it was awesome. I'm so, yeah. so proud of them for doing that. Even though I'm pissed that it even got to that point. <laughs> this game truthfully felt like a game that they should have been up 15 for the majority of it. Not to say in the NBA, momentum does not swing, but just the way that the Knicks were so inefficient, they were missing a ton of shots. Like just the way they were getting their points was so like lunch pail, hard work. And it felt like the Celtics were just letting it happen at times. I'll say this. I think the defense was elite. I like they they played really, really good defense minus the offensive rebounding by the Knicks. Like that is part of defense. You got to be better there. And then I thought the perimeter defense at times was a little like, too sporadic almost like all those threes like the Knicks did just shoot well from three it is what it is but you can be a little better there but overall you see the the framework of the best defense in the NBA potentially I think the problem was the offense because how many assists did they have they had 
let me let me take a look here. Sorry, I have to pull it up. They, they had made 18, not a lot on 37 field goals. Like that's not very good. And only that's 12 terrible. threes. They shot under 40 threes. I'm sorry. Like, and I know you are probably big on that. That's not how they should be playing basketball. And the reason is not because take more threes for the sake of taking threes. The reason they shot so few threes is because this was just an isolation heavy game. Jason Tatum got the ball. He maybe one ran pick and roll and then took a shot. Or, 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 excuse me, kicked it to somebody and they took a shot. There was no. Well, they also shot twenty pass. less shots than the Knicks. Well, because the offensive rebounds, because the Knicks did miss a lot of shots inside. Like I don't, I don't know if that's indicative of. Like the they, they shot thirty nine threes, but they did only take seventy seven shots. So half, <laughs> over half their, or just about half their shots were threes. You know, like I don't know what the normal percentage is, but it still felt like they were getting a lot of threes, and some of them felt bad. Like I did not like a lot of the Hauser threes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There were a couple that it was in the flow of the offense, but there were a couple that was just like, okay, I have the ball, I'm firing, which is indicative of them saying, you have the green light. The only thing you're really here to do is shoot, so you have to do it, and I get that. But there were times I was just like, well, move the ball. Maybe you can get a better look for yourself other than just like instantly firing it up. I, did not, I didn't like Hauser tonight. I was very unimpressed. I was like, does he really need to be shooting all these shots, all four of them? Sure. I, I know what you're saying, but – I just think the the number. Of I think you're right. Though. Shots, yeah, I, I, I do just, think you're there right. Wasn't enough, there wasn't enough ball movement. Is my main. That, point that's kind of what I was saying. Like the Hauser stuff, I was like, well, maybe you should have moved the ball before we settled on a three. Like there was one that offensive rebound went super long, and he just like was like, my turn. Yeah, Hauser it's took Hauser a time. Of, he took some quick ones, but I, I feel like that's part of what he should do. Honestly, like for Hauser, it's get in the game, take a couple threes. If you don't have it, you play 13 minutes like he did tonight. And if you do yeah. have it, maybe you play 20. Um, my bigger problem was with Jalen Brown getting the ball. And there were a couple passes he just fucking missed. Like Tatum open at the top. Yes. He guys are, like those were rough. Even Drew Holiday, like, all right, let me call Drew Holiday's number. I'll take a three. Tatum at times did the same thing. And Porzingis too, like dribbling in the corner. Like mm. There just wasn't nearly enough ball movement with this team. But like you I should agree. have way way more than 18 assists. The Knicks had 24 and they made 36 shots. You had 18, you made 37. It, it's I want to see the ball move a little bit more. So I, I think that's the dichotomy with the offense defense. But uh yeah, overall there were a lot like of possessions where we were like, Did you see that ball movement? I don't think there there was there was one and it was I wrote it down. It was 730 in the fourth quarter. I said, this is the ball movement, but they missed the shot. <laughs> they missed the fucking shot. I wonder if I can find it to see, you know, Jack knows ball situation. Uh, well, there I was one did. possession there where they had a couple of really good looks. It was a, I think it was a Hauser three first. And it was a good look. And then it was a Pritchard three on the rebound. And it was just like, damn, they just didn't fall. But they were good looks. Like it wasn't, there was nothing wrong with the, the shots they took. I thought they were just like untimely chucks in this game, and it was frustrating. Well, and we're gonna have to bring out the copyright wall for this, but uh, I'll oh no, I'll mark it in the podcast just so I know where to do it. But this is this is the possession. Um, 
that I marked down and watch it be a terrible possession. I'm just like an idiot and like I marked down the wrong thing. This is a possession that I saw that I was like, okay, that's hate him. Just dribble, dribble, yeah. dribble, step to your right. So they okay, get it. Porzingis, Porzingis in there. Porzingis makes a nice pass across. Oh, uh, a little, maybe little, not a nice pass. Little scramble there, idea. but drive and kick. They find Holiday yes. in the corner. He rotates. He brings the three, but like you can see it. This was the flop. It was the flop possession. Um, there he goes. But uh, yeah, Porzingis. He has the right idea of like finding somebody on the on the weak side, getting the ball over there. It wasn't perfect, but then they made it work, and then they scrambled and they moved the ball well enough. Like that's a Celtic possession. Yes. A lot of it was just dribble, dribble, shoot, dribble, dribble, pick and roll, shoot. Like, little, I mean, to start the fourth quarter, Celtics, Celtics have come off an excellent close to the third quarter. Things were really dicey in the third. I think the Knicks had tied it or got within two, and then the Celtics ripped off a run, closed the quarter like champs. Pritchard makes a – did he make a shot at the end of the quarter? or Somebody scored. Oh, no, it was Porzingis. He had a putback at the end of the quarter. Yeah. And then they come out, get ball back in the fourth because they won the tip, and Tatum's like dribble, dribble, air ball. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's the shot yeah. you go with? Like, this is a moment where you have a chance to step on their throat, and that's what you go with, the lazy shot? Those are the mm -hmm. moments in the game where they need to realize the magnitude of the opportunity that they have and just work. It doesn't mean don't end up with a three. It just means don't dribble, dribble, shoot a three with 15-ish seconds yeah. left on the shot clock. Even when they go in, I'm like, uh, no, 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 yes. Like, this is, this it, is feels like never a exciting. This feels like a conversation we had a lot of times last it, it, it is. It's like an ongoing conversation, but like we're, we're on yeah. the same page. I don't, I'm not like never shoot threes. I'm just like, just take good ones shoot or, the right or one. create better ones. I agree. I agree. So takeaways from this game, offense, move the ball more defense could be fucking crazy. Uh, and then let's, let's do this annoyance rankings quick. I'll, I'll read okay, you mine. Sure. You can tell me if sure. you have anybody else. Number one, annoyance ranking. Hartenstein, the most annoying. And this is this is a complimentary he a annoyance. Game. He was awesome. complimentary annoyance because yeah. he was great. But annoying. Two could have been one quickly. Like fuck. That dude's so he just made everything. He was nasty when it was important. He was nasty. And the floaters. Uh, and then three, I had Grimes because it felt like he just made the threes when it was the least, you know good for the Celtics. He just made threes at the worst times and it was really irritating. Any any because they just didn't miss it. It's true. I don't really think there's many other guys. I thought RJ Barrett had some annoying, like he was good. Where it was just like, damn, like he probably shouldn't have made that, or that was like a unnecessarily good drive. Randall played like shit. Brunson did not play good. Like those guys don't qualify. Uh, any other guys? Steven Mitchell Robinson a lot. Maybe Robinson on the offensive glass at times. But nah, I don't think so. I think you you nailed it. Okay, good for me. Look at me go. Um. Yeah, emails. offense, ball movement. Uh, let us get into the emails. I'm losing the timestamp. Okay, uh, <laughs> I was like in 30 different tabs at once. 40 Let's minutes. check in with the emails. <clears throat> yeah, 40 minutes on that one game. Hopefully, you guys. Well, there's some lag. Uh, yeah, it's, it's only lag was like three five minutes. Um, let's start with the most recent email and then go back to the most. <laughs> excuse me, the older ones. Um, because RJ sent us this after the game tonight. So shout out RJ. Truly the new look Celtics. They won a tight game at the end. Not used to seeing that. True. Evening True. guys, hell of a start. Lots of reasons to see should a loss of a championship teams figure out ways to win when they kind of suck. And that's True. what Boston did tonight. I'll close out with what my mom said and what, or excuse me, with what my mom and I would say when Bird would nail the winner at the buzzer. Never any doubt. Sam, <laughs> only 81 more to go for your target. Right. Be well, RJ. Good Johnson. start. Not that's really. a really good point. 
It's a good point, though. Championship teams figure out a way to win, and they did figure out a way to win. It, well, that that was the main point from, I think, our chat. It was like, damn, like, last year they would not have won. They would have went down in the fourth, and that really would have been it. Maybe they would have given you, like, a false hope push. But besides that, yeah. you wouldn't have got a whole lot. Tonight, I was very impressed. They buckled down on defense, and they finished out those possessions, and they won. And they won it on the defensive end, which is what you said. And that's that's what I always am like. Please just control what you can control. 104 the points? Go, they go. If they don't, they don't. They gave up 104 points, and the Knicks shot – sorry, I have to get the number here – 44% from three. Mm-hmm. That's a damn good defensive game. That's because they like, shot uh, like 35% from the field. It was that, a terrible That's my game. point. Yeah. That's my point. The Celtics' defense was great. Imagine if they played a little bit better on their perimeter and had their offense. This could have been a 20-point blowout. Um, but we could say that for every game. <laughs> Anyways, let's go back to the early email. This is from a day ago uh, from Philip. The psychology of prediction. Hey, fellas, it has been a week since I wrote, but I blame that uh, on your thorough content. I feel like you guys have grown your skill all summer. The legend grows. We appreciate sure it. have. Like we can talk. So, we, we can like play <laughs> patty cake and be like, Did you see that? That's a that's a, a daily video for next offseason. We play patty cake for 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> a tic-tac-toe. <laughs> so I teach consumer behavior research and decision making at a state university. This is one of those times a year where my expertise overlaps with basketball as the media and fans predict a season. The theory of distal and proximal goals suggests when we view a distant or decision or goal distal, uh, we engage in idealistic thinking. We are optimistic and see possibilities. However, when we actually get close to the goal or decision proximal, we start to get realistic, focus on details and think practically. Example is when juniors and seniors in college are asked what they will do when they graduate and juniors talk about getting their dream job, getting married and moving. Seniors talk about things like getting their apartment deposit back, selling their books and remembering gas uh, to get gas for leaving town. This explains why everyone is so unrealistic about team changes and championship possibilities during the offseason because the season is still in the future. Right now, it's all an open sky. First time all-stars and high wind totals. Watch as the season starts and this perspective rapidly changes due into a rude awakening when fans and media realize that their expectations are unrealistic. The talk will shift to deciding whether or not to tank, if the coach needs to be fired, or whether a team should be blown up. It's a predictable, beautiful cycle. Do you guys think, uh, excuse me, do you think you guys also follow this pattern when evaluating future slash current seasons all the best phil ps if you ever want to know why fans media players follow a psychological trend ask on the pod and i will do my best to give an academic perspective Ooh, all right. i think we definitely do this <laughs> i think we t- I mean uh, the perfect example jeff clark celtics blog put it in the chat we spent the past two weeks writing about nimish keita lamar stevens o'shea brissett and and uh Delano Banton and literally none played. of them played yeah. in this But one. that's so what I... we have to do is people that are in it, right? Like Jack and I's job and, you know, the other writers on the blog, it, we have to come up with content. Like that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what we're given in preseason. That's what we don't know about. So people are curious about it. That's why the summer league videos we did did so well. Mm-hmm. I think we lean away from that pattern, us partic- in particular with the Celtics, because I think the two of us are pretty knowledgeable. Like, Humbly, I do. Like, I think, like, we have an idea of what we're talking about. As much as I joke that they should win every game, this I is... think, <laughs> I, I do think, ago. like, our expectations are somewhat realistic. Like, I think we've been pretty on the nose, like, over the last couple of years. If I could find it easily, which I can't and I won't, but I would go back and clip in the, we got to be the biggest idiots on the fucking internet. Yeah, two well, ago. we do, but <laughs> I, I think we fall into it more when we talk about, and me in particular, talk about other teams. Like, we talk about, for sure. example, the Western Conference, we did those predictions in like Jack and I's predictions were so different. Jack's are probably going to be more close to mine just because I don't really pay as much of attention. But like, I think I have like, OK, thoughts. 
but I, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, this makes sense. Like, like the further so you're many out teams you don't know what to do with. It's just hope dwindles the closer you get to real reality. Oh, yeah, I think that's just what it is. I'm watching the Mavs right now. I'm like, me too. I might have been right. If you ever want to know why fans, I'm trying to think of a psychological trend that fans or media members or other people can follow that we can ask them. I'll think. The we'll ask them the, next spot. <laughs> the 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 cycle of we're back, we're so back, it's over, it's so over, and just mm-hmm. one game. I I went through it today. You know what I'm curious about? I'm curious about players. How they like, and I don't know how you would think about this from an academic perspective. You'd have to like think about the players. Like, how do players like wrap their head around like those ups and downs? Like the hope, like because they just have to keep playing, right? Like they, they they have no choice but to keep trying to strive to win. I heard Evan Turner talk about it. Excuse me on the JJ Redick pod, and he was like, "Yeah, when we were tanking, I like just went home and cried because I wanted to win, and like yeah, that's what win. I'm." yeah they didn't want to so like i wasn't getting in it's like he was like yeah i literally asked if i should go play overseas instead because like I, what was the point <clears throat> so that part's curious to me but thank you thank you philip i think it's a good point <clears throat> all right rj my picks for the coming season all the way to the finals all, all the right. way to the finals morning gents i haven't had a chance to look in on all of the bad and boring city edition jerseys this year i swear to red if they ha- did half of them on the world perfect circuit 18 to 7 uh but i'll fetch about them soon but i did have my list on picks this season a convenient google form sheet <clears throat> the theme here is consistency pays off young and tall is better than old and short and i hate the lakers <laughs> a note from a pick Man. on philly slotting them as fourth best in the east is kind of a median spot they can finish second best they can finish 11th it's all crap there let's take a look uh i'll share this tap and Pull set okay let's see what rj predicts boston cleveland milwaukee philly new york miami atlanta orlando indiana brooklyn detroit chicago toronto charlotte washington he, he's in on detroit like you sam <clears throat> there is that cleveland above milwaukee i guess makes a little sense if you think they'll be a really good regular season team which they could be um but this is i think the same top six the same seven through ten as us and then the same bottom so <clears throat> there is that out West, Denver, Phoenix, Minnesota at three, Golden State, OKC, New Orleans, Clippers, Sacramento, Utah, Dallas, Memphis, Lakers, San Antonio. Oh, you might be right Portland, after yesterday. <laughs> Dallas, Memphis, and the Lakers all missing the uh, the play-in. No, would be... Dallas would be in. Oh, yeah, sorry. I looked at 11, but it's, it's off because West. <clears throat> Memphis and LA missing the play-in is aggressive. Minnesota at three. I don't know. West is a crapshoot. It, it is. is. It's a shit show out there. Glad I'm not involved. <clears throat> that could get wild. Uh, first round going through here. OKC making the finals is nuts. But uh, I mean, I respect the boldness. I respect the I boldness. That. That's certainly fun. Um, <clears throat> and then Boston beating OKC in five games. RJ, so- did you just put your sim into 2K? Because <laughs> <laughs> that, they will tell you, is. Uh, OKC is the best team ever. Them in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here, my quick takes on the Nike money grab. Why should we care when Nike doesn't? I swear the city's, uh, this year's city edition uniforms are some of the laziest takes I've seen in ages. Mm. And borrow from an Edna mode in The Incredibles. No black. Next year, the jersey body has to be one of the primary colors of the team that isn't fucking black. He said it in a nicer word. Uh, anyways, here's a link to all my crankiness. <clears throat> crankiness. Oh, man. I don't know if we can go through all this. I'm just going to skim for, for funny ones. Uh, or, you know, short descriptions. <laughs> uh, everyone's uh, airport signage. <laughs> King's goal. <laughs> it's a soccer jersey. 
I think the Kings had the best one, though. I think it was fine. Mm-hmm. This year, no black. Yeah. Okay. I'll read these on my own. I don't know if we want to dive into all of those for this because we've ta- got a few more emails and a lot of uh, stuff left. Uh, <laughs> in honor of this year's City Edition jersey. I saw this. I haven't looked. Evening, guys. As your awesome podcast keeps growing in popularity, I think it's only fitting that HBTC joins the ranks of teams offering awesome steaming piles of alternate logo merch. So while I'm not ready to compete with Pete Rogers and Ben Artine, I believe I've captured the spirit and quality of the interns at Nike. Hope you like it, even if only to rattle us the hell out of the font mix. Be well. <laughs> new new, uh, new logo just dropped. How about them Celtics with library jack and spiders? Shitty edition title card. To Forgot the Heisman. This is incredible. Wow. This is fucking awesome. Same thing. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Thank you, RJ. That's great. And then, uh, Thanks, RJ. Man, last one. Late line on interesting prop bets. Morning, guys. For betters in the podcast audience here uh, are some offbeat proposition bets they can get in on. Over under on when does Coach Missoula call his first time out? Number of three-pointers attempted team. Uh, three-pointers attempted Pritchard. Three-pointers attempted Pritchard from the parking lot. <laughs> Quarter that Coach Tibbs spontaneously combusts. He did get mad a couple times. Number of seconds into the game. Nick's Twitter complains about the refs. True. First time Doc says, mm-hmm. fuck Nike. Those Nick's uniforms are stupid. Uh, I'm not sure if all those are all around uh, FanDuel, but happy tip off. Thank you, RJ. We appreciate you as always. Uh, Thanks, RJ. Tuning in. <clears throat> all right. Let's dive in to some NBA stuff. Uh, and we'll start with the 76ers telling like James Harden. Change. Uh, it did change. Oh, for <laughs> me, it's uh... still the green one, but the, the bottom is red. Mm. Oh, there it goes. How about now? I'll, it's flip, good, it's it. Good. I'll flip it a couple times. Uh We'll start with the 76ers telling James Harden to go home. <laughs> James Harden was dealing with personal issues. I think there was a report that he was taking care of his mom. Yeah, his mom. It is uh, whatever you want. You want to believe it, but that. at the same time, you're like, it is. It's like the boy that cried wolf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever you want to make of that part of it, he tried to return to the team yeah. today as we're recording this, and the 76ers he tried like got packed all his stuff, got ready to get on the team plane, and then the 76ers said, "Go home, see you later." They said, "Hey, buddy, uh, you're just blowing some stupid town. You think you're just gonna come back after just not showing up all preseason?" I have a tremendous amount of respect for Daryl Morey. He plays hardball, dude. He's awesome. Yeah, man. He bullied Ben Simmons. He's not taking hard and shit. This is excellent from daryl morey i don't know yeah, if he's directly the one that said don't come back and like don't get on the team plane but absolutely hysterical move by the sixers like great job yeah and he uh went back to camden which is where their practice facility is and uh now Woj reporting the clippers are uh pausing or stepping back from hard and trade talks so philly's just kind of stuck with this mess which is entertaining to say the least it's uh kind of fun to watch i just can't believe like the mental disconnect from him where I understand like there's a very personal aspect to this where you want the money, right? Like you're like, I want yeah. money. Sure. But like, you think you would like eventually be like, huh, nobody wants to trade for me. <laughs> Why not? I'm nasty. And you know, he probably does hold himself in very high regard. Like I, I thought to player. myself tonight, the he amount of self-control here. it would take for me if I was that good at basketball not to just want every shot thinking I could make it. True. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
But yeah, they told him to go home. We'll see what happens. Not really sure how the whole thing's going to play go out. Go home, James. Just go home. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Phoenix Suns lost the second round draft pick in 2024 because they tampered to get Drew Eubanks. I saw somebody tweet losing a second round pick for Drew Eubanks is crazy. Took the words uh, Drew Eubanks, out of my mouth. though, he, he did play really well in their season opener against the Warriors. Like, he, he, I don't know his exact stat line, but I know he got a couple blocks, a couple good contests at the rim. Um, he's a solid player. He ended the game with uh, four points, seven rebounds, two assists, and three blocks. So maybe you do trade the second round pick. I, I mean, he had a great night. But yeah, that's uh, tampering for Drew Eubanks and losing a second, especially when you have like no draft picks. Yeah, they have literally uh, no draft picks. It would be kind of if they just wind up with no draft pick at all. Like they had no draft picks and they were like, well, we got to punch them. What are we going to do? They just just take away Drew Eubanks. Like, sorry, you guys don't get Drew Eubanks anymore. Yeah. I saw Tyler Rucker though tweet out. He said they need to find a new way of punishing teams because this doesn't punish the teams. This punishes the te- the player they would have drafted, which is true. Um, true. Like it just takes away an opportunity from somebody. Uh, but uh, next thing we have, De'Aaron Fox has signed with Curry Brand. Kind of like, weird. It is kind of weird, but yeah. like cool for Curry. I, I that that's my takeaway that. Curry is now building his own like Jordan brand s thing. And if he can get other players to sign, like cool. It is weird though that De'Aaron Fox is signed to like if this had come after Curry retired, I think that'd be cool. But yeah, the fact it's that Curry's still you're an in the league, player. especially when the active player just like beat you eliminated you. Last year. Yeah. Kind of weird. <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly not gonna lie to you. This is a me thing. Let's just say the Celtics had somebody sign like to LeBron's signature shoe brand. I'd be mad as hell. Sure. And I think a lot of fans would be. I don't think it would just be me. I'd be like, what are we doing here? Like Like signing to Under Armour is one thing, but signing to Curry is a bit odd. There was one team. I want to say the Pistons. So this year, Nike, Jordan made up these long sleeves for every single team. They have the same design. It's the Jordan logo. And it has the team's name underneath on the middle of the shirt. And that's it. It's the only design. And Pistons fans were like, fuck this. Because Jordan was like their biggest rival back in the day. Like, we don't know. It was Utah. It was Utah. That's who it was. Yes. Yeah. 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 And they were like, fuck this. We don't want him on our shirt. Well, because the logo is over. It was against Utah that happened. They were selling a giant Jordan shirt with a Utah logo. And and like, we need a dunk contest. That's what the jump man's from. No, there was something. One sec. Um, I'm sure there's context, but that rules. Yeah. Yeah, they they the fans got it like uh the Jazz stopped selling the shirt yeah. in their in their Respect. Show. That's awesome. Yeah, Utah faced the Bulls in the finals in 97 and 98 and they said, "Yeah, no, we don't want that shit." Yeah, we don't need that. I'd be mad as hell if the Celtics had something with like LeBron's <clears throat> crown logo on it. Fuck that. This isn't worth a a full segment, but since we're talking about Fox and the Kings, Mike Brown said that if Malik Monk was six foot seven, he'd be an All NBA player, which I just thought was really funny, and I wanted you to probably talk say about. it for a lot of guys though. It's just still Isaiah funny Thomas, to say about like All NBA. He was All NBA regardless. MVP. Uh, true. Anyways, let's take a look at some of the first games around the league. Just some big storylines. We don't have to spend too long on any of them. Um, I don't know how much you've watched so far. I watched the opening opening night game. So I watched Lakers Nuggets and I watched some of Suns uh, Warriors before I fell asleep. Chris Paul looks really good with the Warriors. Like it kind of works. Like He kind of just fits in really well. And it was really surprising to watch because I mean, hindsight's 2020, but like Curry can just, 
play off the ball. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah. And so it just kind of worked. Like Chris Paul had a ton of assists. Curry did his thing. That was fun. Um, I'm interested to see how that will yeah. work when they have Draymond too, because it feels like Chris Paul and Draymond will play a very similar role. Well, it's kind of funny because from... those guys don't like each other. So there's mm. going to be a little bit of a, whose spots are going to be. I think the difference is though with Poole and Draymond, they didn't like each other, but Poole was like immature still, which well, I mean, little, like, yeah, but like Paul and Draymond are old enough and, and respect enough. Like they respect each other. I think at the very least, that's not what I'm saying though. What I'm saying is like, Poole and Draymond were not taking on the same role. Poole was trying to take on a similar role to Steph Curry, where he was moving off the ball. He did try and dribble a lot and create too. But... I don't know. I'll figure it out. I think there's something from Mark Spears that said the Chris Paul off the bench idea is gaining steam. So I think they'll find that. I sort saw of that. <clears throat> so this should be fine. Um, nuggets, nuggets are just still gross. And I know the Lakers didn't yeah. look good, but the Nuggets, it, I was watching the game on playback with first to the floor. It looked like the yeah. Nuggets. Stop trying in the second quarter. Let the Lakers come back into it. Said sounds like another team I know. <laughs> yeah, we well no, but then they said okay, we kind of need to win this game again, and then they just murdered the Lakers again. Like Jokic is the best player. I was about to say I've ever seen with my two eyes, but maybe that's a bit too far. He controls the game like anybody else, like better than anybody else I've ever seen. Like he's fucking ridiculous. Aaron Gordon's nasty. Jamal Murray does whatever he wants. KCP was good. Their young guys look fine. And then D'Lo just kind of stinks. Like he's just not very good. And he was the only one with like a positive plus minus on the team, but he just wasn't very good. Uh, there was a video going around of him talking to LeBron and LeBron be like, yo, you get the ball at the top of the key. I'm open on the elbow. Pass it to me. I'm. It's not even for my shot. Like, I just see the floor. And then it cuts to a clip like the next session of him dribble, dribble, <laughs> just shooting at three <laughs> instead of passing to LeBron on the elbow. <laughs> it's just like, what are we D'Angelo doing? D'Angelo Russell has had like a really weird like up and down career. He was bad with it. Yeah. Just maybe he shouldn't play for the Lakers. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe. Like, he's not good with the Lakers the first time. Goes to Brooklyn, leads Brooklyn to an impressive playoff berth. And like, that's a very likable, fun team. I said this on playback. He just needs to go back to Brooklyn. Like, he'd probably fit in with that team right now. Probably would. Sure. Yeah. Cause <laughs> nobody expects anything out of them. Like, the Lakers yeah. is a weird spot. He's expected to play off the ball. It doesn't seem like something he's going to be very good at. Glad the Lakers lost. This was an awesome, just storyline going into the game. So, like, of course, these two teams left. left. Oh, my God, Sam. Met in the wow. Western Conference Finals last year, Yikes. and the Lakers got swept. And yeah. over the summer, they've gone back and forth, like talking shit to each other. Mike Malone, uh, kind of like was jabbing at them after the Nuggets made the finals, and then obviously they went on to win it. But he was not very happy that all of the talk was about the Lakers after the Nuggets moved on. That was his angle, right? Because you know everyone remembers LeBron was like, "Hey, might retire. Don't talk about me getting swept. I might retire." Yeah. And then everybody starts talking about that and nobody's talking about the Nuggets. And Mike Malone's like, well, we're here. The Lakers aren't here. So let's stop talking about them. And then like more and more is developed. The Lakers throughout their training camp media day, a lot of talk about the Nuggets, a lot of, oh, we heard them. We heard them. We're going to be ready. And then the Nuggets crowd yesterday, just who's your daddy's the Lakers just laying yeah. into them. There's a clip of Jamal Murray at the scorers table. I don't know if you got to see this. Yeah, and he's like taking it, and he's like, he goes to Mike Malone. He's like, "This is your fault. This is your fault. This is all you." And Malone like comes over laughing. Mike Malone is fire because that was the thing in the playoffs last year too. The Who's Your Daddy? Oh, was it? Yeah, That's how much I watch. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to find the context now because I I thought you were gonna bring it up, but I, I don't know, know the context. That. I just knew it was from from yesterday. But good job. No, no. Oh no. well, no. Mike Malone 
the reporter, it was not Mike Malone at the parade said, he's the Lakers daddy, Mike Malone. And he, he wore a shirt that said, who's your daddy at the parade. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Electric. Oh, uh, let me find it. I got to find it now. <clears throat> Shoot. Um, Malone. Michael Malone. Excellent. I'm just going to search Malone daddy parade. And, and Okay. Uh, fucking. Good luck. <clears throat> don't click any links you don't recognize. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, sorry. No, he said, you put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, yeah. We're going to go up to O. And that's the shirt he wore at the parade. But um, <clears throat> yeah, the Lakers daddy comment at the parade was a thing, too. I don't know. It's just nuggets are fire. Like, if I wasn't a Celtics fan, like, they're easy to root for. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're fun. And I mean, oh, they I'm, I'm pro Nuggets, man. You keep beating the Lakers. I'll root for you. <clears throat> sure. Why not? Why not? Just humiliating um, them after all the trash talk. All right, we're done. LeBron is going to be held to 28 to 30 minutes a night. But it was weird because, like, he came out after the game and he's like, yeah, I don't really know. Do whatever it takes to win. But so it doesn't it like feels like they're not on the same page almost, which is like odd. Does it sound like he wants to play more minutes or is it sound yeah. like he wants to play less? More. OK. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. He's played his whole career as the best guy on the team and he has to do everything a lot of the time. I mean, there's some teams he straight up dragged far far into the postseason it's got to be weird for him having to take like a smaller less strenuous role but like also yeah dude it's your 21st season of league they're trying to make sure you're healthy when the playoffs roll around the league just put in this load management rule which kind of doesn't apply to him because he's old but mm-hmm. still like they want him to be healthy when these games matter like they don't care about this october 24th game against the denver nuggets like they care about the May, April, June game against the Denver yeah. Nuggets. I agree. Also, backtracking on Warriors Suns quick, Dario Saric looked really good. <laughs> That's just very random, but something I was watching during them game, I'm like, damn, this guy's like former really Laurie pick, pick Dario Saric. Was he? Yeah. Oh, man. Good call. Like I didn't 13, know that. 11. 12. Wow. 12. You really yeah. split the difference there. Um, OKC murdered the Bulls uh, as we're recording, or tonight as we're recording this. Shea had 31 points, five rebounds, 10 assists, and two blocks and a steal. And he just fucking, no way. <laughs> he's just fucking so. I had somebody hit me up today, and they were like, "What do you think?" SGA double double. I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> he did it. He, he, was, did, he was like, he "Well, yeah, you're probably right. Like, you only averaged like five assists last year." <laughs> Let's play Not a bad. quick, very quick game of match the stat line to the bull. 16 points, four of 16, two of nine. Sam, who was it? Zach Levine. It was Zach Levine. <laughs> uh, it's almost like he's bad. Well, I thought I'd throw you a bone. Knicks, or excuse me, Nets, Cavs was a very close game. Came down I to the final the couple ending. shots. Uh, it was good ending. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, clutch pay- player of the year. My pick looks good. He had a big three at the end there. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, Cam Johnson, I think it's whatever. Cam Thomas popped off off the bench, 36 points. Ben Simmons actually did stuff like 10 rebounds nine assists for him is good <laughs> in those times but he was a minus plus he's draymond minus, so. yeah which is good that's what you kind of want him to be uh max Struess, 27 points 12 rebounds nine of 17 three of 13 or seven of 13 from three kind of doing exactly what they wanted him to he played almost 39 minutes was a team high <laughs> like, that's kind of that's crazy good for him i mean that's why they signed him so <laughs> he did his thing uh, what else do we got? Just going through the game. Kings beat the Jazz. Uh, Harrison Barnes had 33, so there's your game. Miami almost Ooh. lost to Detroit, but they pulled it out 103 102. Um, Sar Thompson really? had five blocks. Um, Cade Cunningham had 
Cade had 30 points, nine assists. He looked good. They rolled out a weird lineup. They started Cade, Killian Hayes, Asar Thompson, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran. Uh, they started him... three-point guards and uh, two centers? Effectively. Yeah, pretty much. So that was kind of weird. Marcus Sasser got some run. That was a Celtics guy we liked. He yep. played well. Eight points, two, three, four, two, three. Um, Duncan Robinson is back. Six of ten, three of five off the bench. Jaime Hawkins got some run, made all his shots. He was fine. Band did his thing. Caleb played. Uh, Jimmy, like that's fine. I, I'm not, I don't want to go too in depth in some of these. I just want to re- recap. Toronto beat the Timberwolves. Uh, oh. there's that. I'm just trying to look for interesting stat lines. <laughs> Anthony Edwards got 14 rebounds, Gobert had 13, Carl Anthony Towns had 10, and Kyle Anderson had nine off the bench. They just had, they had 62 rebounds, and in this nobody game. else had a single rebound. <laughs> No, the Timberwolves had 62 rebounds and lost the game because they shot 34% from the field and 26% from deep. They took 100 wow. shots. <laughs> and they fucking Dude, that lost. That's impressive show. <laughs> That's crazy. Schroeder killed them, 22 and 7. Uh, so there the you go. They... <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, and Scotty was mid, 6 of 16. Tough. Uh, looking across, Pacers dropped 143 on the Wizards. Well, Wizards <laughs> bad. Wizards bad, but they also shot 52 47 splits. So the Pacers just fucking made everything. They don't they play defense. Guys. Who's who's playing defense for the Wizards? Koulibaly and who it's else? True. It's true. Uh Halliburton had 20 and 11 uh, assists. Nice. Andrew Demahart had 12 and 10 assists off the bench. So they were Ooh, just fucking for him. And they, they finished the game with uh 38 assists. The, more assists than the Celtics had field goals. But that's that's and over double. <clears throat> Hornets beat the Hawks. Hawks are potentially frauds, or maybe they are frauds. Um, Mark Williams Hornets. it looks fucking. Yeah. Did you see that block he had on Trey Young? Yeah, the snatch. Nasty, block. <clears throat> nasty. He had uh, thirteen and fifteen with three steals and a block. Uh, everyone played well for them. No- nothing of note really. Trey Young was terrible. <laughs> He's really bad. He had shot four of nineteen and one of nine with uh, five turnovers. But don't worry, he made fourteen of his fifteen free throws. Um, crazy and then past that the uh the magic beat the rockets by 30 points nice (laughs) that's that's a good start for my magic in the playoffs pick yep 116 to 86 uh cole anthony had 20 off the bench fresh off his new extension eight rebounds as well franz fucker 19 and then games going on now bad (laughs) 14 points not that great of a player five of 13 four of six five assists (sighs) not uh excuse me not very good it's almost rockets like fumbled that man rockets could have had i i know the harden thing really like kind of screwed them because they were banking on it but man like the rockets were so exciting in june to me i was like they're ready to take a jump here and they, they could have just... started a man thompson they could have started jason tate like they could have rolled out this fun young lineup and yes exactly they did not need to do that at least he's not like super long term dylan brooks played well though except he was a minus 15 uh Amen Thompson was a minus 34 in this game, though, so maybe they should start. Oh, man. Minus 34. Welcome <laughs> That's to the league, crazy, buddy. Um, game's going on now that we won't get to see the result. Dallas, of San Antonio. Close game. San Antonio up by one. And then Portland is losing by 20 points to the Clippers at halftime. Rob, oh, we'll do a Celtics check-in. Rob has six points, uh, a block, three steals, and three rebounds at halftime coming off the bench. And Brogdon has five points. How'd Marcus do today? There's your check-in. Oh, yeah, I didn't go. Where's the Grizzlies game on my... my, They uh... played somebody. They played Utah? (laughs) Great analysis by Sam here. Why am I not seeing it? It's, like, stuck in the middle, like, where I can't see the... uh... 
top screen. I have it. I have it. They played the Pelicans. They lost 111-104. Marcus Smart had 17 points, three assists, two steals. Uh, six eleven from the field, two a six from deep. So not a bad game. They not just bad. Didn't have it. Not a yeah, lot of assists though. Effort. Low for Marcus. Good well, for him though. Glad he had a good are game. Injured. Well, the Pelicans are also injured, so I don't know. Zion did play, by the way. So he played thirty-one minutes. How many did he have? Uh, Twenty-three points, seven rebounds, uh, nine to seventeen from the field. Good game. Yeah, fishing game. game. Zion. Good there start go. for my Pelicans playoff pick. <laughs> it's true. All right, let's go into the rat list uh, and wrap up the show from there. It was your your check in around the league. We won't do that every time, but it's opening night, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, what you got, Sam? What do you got for Ratless now? Ratless, uh, my tire. So yesterday, my back right tire perished, oh, and no. I was driving. So yeah, luckily where? for me, I was not on the highway. I was on I was on say. a local road. I was not far from my house. Um, but yeah, not mm. ideal. I was looking you do? forward. Nothing. It just like kind of said that's enough. That, that's did you like folks. finish driving home or did you like have to No, I pulled home? over and I changed it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Oh, look at you. That helped, but oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. No, I, don't I can't change the tire. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. He, he, he had me do it though. So I know now, but I would <laughs> yeah. not, I would have been fucked. Are you kidding me? Somebody's listening to this like the these fucking kids, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Let them, but Let them. yeah, I was bummed. I was like, I was like, ah, oh. I was literally like so close to my destination too. I was like, damn, where are we going? I was well. I was going home, but I stopped at Dunkin' first. I got my Nutty Pumpkin because I mm. did a lot of work. Nutty Pumpkin's fire. Oh, it is fire, but I don't oh, always good. have room for those those extra calories from drinking. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you can't you can't drink your calories. Uh, but anyways, that got taken care of today. I had to go get a set of uh, two new tires in the back just to to even it out. Oof. That's okay. It's probably yeah, over. Tough. tough though. Um, I'll rattless my aunt's dog Rocket. Mm. I don't condone animal abuse. Vehemently against it. If there were a free, you get to punt an animal. Yeah. That animal. Or punt him. He's just yeah. the worst. Doesn't listen. Doesn't sit. Doesn't, you know, I'll be trying to open the door. He'll be jumping up and clawing me. He'll jump on you. He'll, he's an idiot. He tries to like fucking eat the treats before so i'm dropping treats into his cage before i leave he tries to eat them before i hit the ground so they just go everywhere he's just the worst he doesn't listen he he's yeah maybe the worst dog i've ever met in my life and i hate him and i have to let him out every day and i just really wish i Not got a dog free person punch. to sell i love dogs i love dogs this dog sucks uh, i like some I, of them while i'm here also ratless duke or er, mm. it's not fair to ratless duke duke uh or maybe is it is he duke un- Pre- heavily in influenced he, uh, of, uh, medicine we need to drug him more because today i woke up and he was whining again and he he nudged the cage so much today that he like scabbed his own nose like he cut his nose oh, on the no, cage dude. so i feel bad but they had to take we took his collar off and put a new one on but i it's like a rubber collar and so somebody walked across while i was t- like the out front of our house while i was taking him out in the backyard today and my other dog started barking so duke sprinted across and the leash like his rubber collar snapped off his neck and so i had to like drag him in by like his his cone and take him inside because he can't be running on a fucking he's, he's recovering from an acl tear and so he was an asshole for that so Why? I had to, like, how did he tear his acl i have no idea i have no idea we don't know we just saw him start limping one day and we took him to the vet and they uh said yeah sorry buddy get ready to learn that medical bills but so yeah. today I I was a member of the double edged rat list. Now I'll start with eight. 
mini rat list is I was mm. checking out at Bob's, which is where I was at today at the Bob's store. Sure. Right? Bob's store. And the cashier asked me if I had a phone number with them. And then I said, no. And then she asked if I'd like to open one. And I said, no. And then she really made a strong pitch for me to like do it. And I was like, no, like if I say no once, yeah, you know what they say? Was she like, well, you can get 10% off here and rewards and this. Yes. Yes. It was like, you can get $10 cash back for every 50 you spend. And I was like, well, I come here every three months. So no. Yeah. I do wonder if she gets some bonus for how many signups she gets. She must because she so was real. Yeah. Like she was not like however much money they make to work at Bob's interested. She was like, I get extra money interested. You know what I mean? That's got to be it. So anyways, the reason I was in Bob's is one, Bob's is a fine establishment. They usually have some pretty good stuff. But two, I am driving to get my new tires today and I drive past the Bob's. And what do I see? I see store remodeling sale. 10 to 80% off, everything must go. So I said, I'll go in. Why not? Awesome. Now I go in near the front is all like, they have like Patriots, Celtics, they have all like the teams. And that's like all sure. like 10%. But I go look. Then they have like the main brands like Nike, Adidas, Puma, Reebok, like uh, Under Armour, all those like kind of brands. That's all like 10% off. There's no really impressive discounts. Mm-hmm. But yeah. One thing about Bob's is they carry swimwear. And the reason why this is important is because Nike makes swimwear. So they make swimming shirts. And swimming shirts are the same material as any other athletic shirt you could get. But they mark them down way more. So I go over to that section of the store. And as I walk over there, I have my eyes drawn to like these basketball shirts. Like, holy shit. And then I realized they carry overtime. At this store. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Overtime? No, but I know the you clothing love it. brand. Like, from how much you like it, yes. Yes, I love Overtime. They have great shorts. I love their stuff. They have Overtime at Bob's. And the markdown is 50%. It was awesome. How like, much did you get? Oh, I spent 150 bucks. Not only was the stuff <laughs> marked down 50% at Bob's, but Bob's base prices were half off what it is if you order online. So I essentially saved 75% today at Bob's and I was standing there looking at the overtime racks and I was like having a stroke with excitement. Like I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, Oh my God. Like I like limited myself. I was like, okay, we get like two of this. So don't you wish you got the email so you get even more money off? No, I don't. I didn't need any more money off. You essentially gave me the stuff for free, but ratless because I spent, I was like, I got to get all this stuff. I didn't know what to do with myself, dude. I they feel like you. I missed I missed the bag. Like, I could have got more. I could have got sweatpants. I could have got all this stuff. Why don't you go back? Maybe I'll go back. But I, I didn't <laughs> want to spend too much money. Like, I, I how much yeah. is, like, an acceptable amount of money to spend impromptu? That's what I don't know. I've spent a lot of money at Target like that before. It yeah? Just, it happens sometimes, yeah. You get to the clothing section. You see a lot of stuff, stuff out there. for the some fall. Hoodies, shorts. I was pumped. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this is a rat list or maybe just a funny story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Are you familiar with Book It with Trent? He's like a... Why does that sound familiar? I'll show you his his Twitter. He's a TikTok slash Instagram slash social media. Like, this is his his Twitter Um, for reference. I'll take Matt off the screen quick. This is his Twitter. Um, He just makes bets and stuff, right? Okay. Makes bets and he's famous because he is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> betting everyone fades him and Sounds so like he was uh yeah he 
put something out there. He said, Phillies fans, I need you. I need $500 from you if you want me to not bet the Phillies. Phillies for game seven against the D-backs. And he goes, update. A Diamondbacks fan said they'd pay me $1,000 to bet on the Phillies. I'm betting on the Phillies. And then the Phillies fucking <laughs> And so a Diamondbacks fan, knowing that if you bet on the Phillies, the Diamondbacks would probably win based on that logic, paid him $1,000. And then the Diamondbacks, who were not like, they were the worst. Are, do you follow MLB at all? They're the worst team to get in the playoffs. And they would not yeah. have gotten the playoffs if they had not expanded the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then now they're in the World Series against the Rangers, another team who should not be in the playoffs. So just hilarious that somebody paid money for the Philly Fatum. I mean, the um, Philly collapse was electric. <laughs> I don't really root against Philly across all sports. I don't even really root against them in basketball because they're like the cute little harmless brother. Yeah, but it's fun to see him lose. It is. Yeah, it, just is. it is fun to see him lose. And watching them collapse was kind of funny. It was. Shout out to Diamondbacks, too. I like an underdog. This Mavs-Spurs game is really good. I assume you're watching it. Yeah, I'm it watching through. it. I'm like looking off. Wemby just made a three. Oh, my God. Derek Lively from the heavens. Derek Lively. Oh, there looks it looks nasty. Yeah, he is. He's had a pretty good debut. Is he better than Wemby? Oh my God, All right, let's wrap this so we can watch the rest of the game in peace. Thank you all for tuning in to How About Them Celtics. Let us know what you think of the Celtics season opener. We'll be back every Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday with daily videos on the channel as well. Make sure to subscribe. We appreciate you. I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, yes season's back but make sure you subscribe to us because we're putting stuff out every day no matter if the season is here or not you can also hit the notification bell just in case anything breaks or there's live streams or anything else that we put on the channel you'll get the update you can follow us on op i tried to combine them apple and spotify it's gonna say opify if you want the audio uh, platform podcast, they will be there. You Sam has a stroke. A five on the star review. Yeah, I just, I'm tired, dude. And uh, you can follow us on playback. We were not there tonight because of the national, national broadcast restrictions, but we will be there next Monday as the Celtics take on the Wizards on the road. So we'll Whoop. be there hanging out, chatting it up. You can find us there. It's just the name of the podcast, exactly as you see it on the screen with the apostrophe. Instead of the A for about. You can also find us on socials at How About Them C's. It's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can follow Jack on Twitter at NBA. Check out his latest work on Lamar Stevens on Celtics blog. It was awesome. Talk to Lamar. Talk to his former teammates. Did a great job explaining the absolute dog that Lamar Stevens is. Make sure you check it out. He worked extremely hard on it. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. I wrote about uh, bullshit halftime. That's it for us. Bye. (laughs)